The life of Jesus clearly reveals the will of God. It says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. This is a command. We are told to understand what the will of the Lord is. It's, it's not meant to be some mystery for the rest of our lives. Well, God's will be done. Who can know the will of God? Well, we can know the will of God. And a good place to start is in the life of Jesus. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Living with Synergy podcast. My name is Colby Cullum, and I'm your host and Bible teacher. And we are beginning a series called Follow Me, where we are going to learn and live the full life of Jesus. Now, let me read to you the main scriptures of this series, and let me tell you why I want to have such a detailed study of the life of Jesus. Our main scriptures begin with Matthew chapter 4, verse 18. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers... Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, in the boat with Zebedee their father, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately... They left the boat and their father and followed him. Next is Mark chapter 3, verse 13. And he went up on the mountain and called to him those he himself wanted, and they came to him. Then he appointed twelve, that they might be with him, and that he might send them out to preach, and to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out demons. Matthew 11, verse 27. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And last scripture, John chapter 12, verse 25. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. You know, Jesus invites us to follow him. When he called out to Andrew 
and Simon Peter and James and John, he called to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And their response was an immediate response. They left the boat, left their father, left their nets and followed him. And why did he call them to follow him? Well, in Mark chapter three, it said that he appointed them that they might be with him. And what was the point of being with him? Well, in Matthew 11, he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. You see, when a disciple followed a rabbi, and particularly in the days of Jesus, then they left the life that they knew behind to devote the rest of it under the teaching and manner and ways of their rabbi to learn from him and everything about him. And Jesus said, if anyone desires to come after me, or John 12 says, if anyone serves me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. So following Jesus is leaving your life behind and devoting the rest of your life to learn from him, to observe him, in being with him. And so as disciples of Jesus, that's what I want us to do in reading the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. These books record the life of Jesus in different perspectives, and we should read these books through the lens of a disciple, someone who has decided to leave everything and to follow him with the intent of being with him and learning from him, taking his yoke upon us so that our lives may walk in step with his. It's a fascinating adventure that I am really looking forward to taking on with you. And there's a couple of reasons why I'm really excited about this and why I want to really examine the life of Jesus. And number one, because the life of Jesus clearly reveals the will of God. It says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. This is a command. We are told to understand what the will of the Lord is. It's, it's not meant to be some mystery for the rest of our lives. Well, God's will be done. Who can know the will of God? Well, we can know the will of God. And a good place to start is in the life of Jesus. And in fact, the main scripture for this entire podcast is Colossians 4.12, where it says, we pray that you may stand perfect and complete in the entire will of God. So not only are we told to understand what the will of the Lord is, but God is desiring us for, to stand perfect and complete in all of it. Now, how does the life of Jesus reveal the will of God? Well, Jesus clearly reveals the will of God because he himself is God. <laughs> Some of these truths are self-evident, okay? The person to reveal the will of God best is God himself. It says in Matthew chapter 1, verse 20, but while he thought about these things, this is Joseph, okay? This is before the birth of Jesus. 
Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. For she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. There you go. Jesus walking among us. His name is Emmanuel, which is God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. It says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist." And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. <laughs> that, that is an amazing scripture in the book of Colossians. What, what it says of Jesus, he's delivered us from the power of darkness, glory to God, conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins and the son of his love, the son of God, Jesus himself. He is the image of the invisible God. He's the firstborn over all creation. It was by him that all things were created that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. This is Jesus. As reiterated in John chapter one, verse one, it says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him, nothing was made that was made. Who was the word? The word was Jesus. It says in verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. Jesus, who was the word that had become flesh, was with God in the beginning and in the beginning was God. All things were made through him and without him, nothing was made that was made. Verse four, as we keep reading, in him was life and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. 
He was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. See, John the Baptist came on the scene and was making the way for Jesus. So Jesus shows up after him. But what John was saying is, yeah, sure, he came after me, but he should be preferred before me because he existed before I existed. He was before me. And of his fullness, we have all received and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten son who is in the bosom of the father, he has declared him. Who better to declare God himself than God himself, especially the son who is in the bosom of the father. It says in John chapter 8, verse 12, Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. The Pharisees therefore said to him, You bear witness of yourself. Your witness is not true. Jesus answered and said to them, Even if I bear witness of myself, my witness is true. For I know where I came from and where I am going. But you do not know where I come from and where I am going. Jesus reiterates it in John chapter 10, verse 30. He says, I and my father are one. I have a true witness because I know where I came from. My father and I are one. He says it in John 8, verse 56. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then the Jews said to him, You're not yet fifty years old, and you have seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, Before Abraham was, I am. Boy, that's a good verse right there. If that doesn't show the eternity of Jesus, I don't know what does. It says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death even the death of the cross. Jesus was in the form of God from the beginning. He did not consider it robbery to be equal with God because indeed he was equal with God. He is the image of the invisible God. He was in the beginning with God. 
was God. All things were made through him. He has the preeminence, everything visible, invisible, in heaven, on earth, thrones, dominions, principalities, powers. All these things were created by Jesus from the beginning. He existed before Abraham, the same God who said, I am to Moses, I am shall be with you. Jesus was emphasizing, I am the I am. So when he came and dwelt among us, wrapped himself in flesh, well, his name was correctly named Emmanuel, because truly, God is with us. The best person to reveal the will of God is God himself. So why should we look into the life of Jesus? Well, because he is God. There is no other figure that has walked on this earth that demands as much attention to detail of their life as Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. And Jesus clearly revealed the will of God because he said he revealed the will of God. So if, it, if it's not enough just to know the absolute facts that Jesus himself was God, well then just at least believe that what he said revealed the will of God. It says in John 4 verse 31, in the meantime, his disciples urged him saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. Therefore, the disciples said to one another, has anyone brought him anything to eat? Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. What he was saying is, everything that I'm about, what I'm supposed to do is the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. So everything that Jesus did was in accordance with the will of him who sent him. John chapter 6, verse 38, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. What did Jesus say? I have come down from heaven, proving that he was God in the beginning. And he came and dwelt among us, not to do his own will, but to reveal the will of him who sent him. It says in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the, to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had him by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. See, Jesus made it emphatically clear that everything he did and everything he said was according to the will of God. There's not one thing spoken 
or one thing done by Jesus that's outside of what God would have said or done. So that means that everything that Jesus said is exactly what God would have said. Let me say it again. Everything that Jesus said is exactly what God would have said. In John chapter 8, verse 28, it says, Then Jesus said to them, When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father taught me, I speak these things. And He who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I always do the things that please Him. Jesus said, I speak the things that the Father taught me. So you can, you can place your bet that the things that you hear of Jesus is as if the Father were saying them himself. John chapter 15, verse 14 says, You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, and all things that I heard from my Father... I have made known to you. So in essence, Jesus giving information to his friends was in effect the Father giving information to his friends because all that Jesus heard from the Father, Jesus made known to them. John chapter 12, verse 44, Then Jesus cried out and said, He who believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And he who sees me, sees him who sent me. I have come as a light into the world, that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. And if anyone hears my words and does not believe, I do not judge him. For I did not come to the world to judge, but to save the world. He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak." Everything that Jesus said is exactly what God himself would have said. So pay attention to everything that Jesus says. Learn from everything he says. Observe everything that he says. It clearly reveals the will of God. Also, everything that Jesus did is exactly what what God would have done. Everything Jesus did is exactly what God would have done. John chapter 14, verse 10. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Skip down to verse 29. And now I have told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe. 
I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me, but that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, so I do. Arise and let us go from here. Jesus is saying, the things you've seen me do are actually the works of my Father. What God has told me to do, those are the things that I do. John chapter 5, verse 17, But Jesus answered them, My Father has been working until now, and I have been working. Therefore the Jews sought all the more to kill him, because he not only broke the Sabbath, but also said that God was his Father, making himself equal with God. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself does, and he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. But I have a greater witness than John's. For the works which the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. Jesus says, what I see the Father do, I do in like manner. To the jot and tittle of every I and every T, whatever I see of the Father is exactly what I imitate myself. John chapter 10, verse 31. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Then Jesus answered them, Many good works I have shown you from my Father. For which of those works do you stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we do not stone you, but for blasphemy, because you being a man, make yourself God. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law? I said you are God's. And if he called them gods to whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him whom the Father sanctified and sent into the world, you are blaspheming because I said, I am the son of God? If I do not do the works of my Father, do not believe me. But if I do, though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. Man, just clear, crystal clear scriptures. If you didn't believe the fact that Jesus himself was God, if you only thought that he was a good teacher or a good prophet, then at least giving him the credit of what he said and what he did. He said, everything I saw from my father, that's what I did. Everything that I heard from my father, that's what I said. So pay attention to everything that Jesus did. What were his works? How did he act in certain circumstances? How did he respond? What did he do in different situations and to different people? Pay attention to that because God himself would have done the exact same thing. Why should we go into the life of Jesus? Number one, because the life of Jesus clearly reveals the will of God. And I want to, Colossians 4.12 
stand perfect and complete in all of his will. Therefore, I'm going to spend a good amount of time looking at every single detail of Jesus's life so that I truly can stand perfect and complete in all of it. Until next time, may the love of God and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen.